Are all solo 401ks the same? Uh, no. I'll tell you the differences and what to look out for. I'm Brian Ellis. This is episode number 247. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent, self-directed investors, where each day of the week you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda. All in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from iTunes, Stitcher, and SDIRadio.com, here's your host, Brian Ellis. Hello, Self-Directed Investor Nation. Welcome back to the podcast of record for savvy self-directed investors like you, where each day you learn how to declare independence from Wall Street and become better able to find, understand, and profit from exceptional investment opportunities. I say welcome back because you people are awesome. Once you start listening, you don't stop, and I appreciate that. So for those of you who are listening for the first time, welcome to you too. We'll see you tomorrow after you enjoy today's episode. (laughs) Hey, folks, I've got something to say very quickly, and it is this. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Sincerely, I'm grateful to you. I, I hope this show brings great value to you. Okay, onward. Are all solo and or self-directed 401ks the same? Well, no, they're not. For those of you who are contemplating the use of these extraordinary tools, you'll want to pay close attention. First, let's distinguish. Solo 401ks and self-directed 401ks are not the same. And honestly, I've been using those terms interchangeably for a long time until I was set straight earlier today by the great one, Mr. Tim Berry, uh, the nation's leading self-directed IRA and 401k attorney out of Phoenix. So a 401k is just a salary deferral and profit sharing plan that can be provided to employees by an employer. A solo 401k is exactly the same thing, but is available for use by companies with only one employee, namely the owner and sometimes the owner's spouse too. And a self-directed 401k with emphasis on self-directed is one in which the owner of the account gets to decide how the money is invested. So bottom line, a 401k can be both one or neither of solo or self-directed. Now that the definitions are out of the way, I'd like to specify that what we're focused on today is the solo self-directed 401k. So what's the difference from one to the next? Well, it's true that they're not all the same, and the differences can be subtle and profound. Those differences are a function of the associated plan documents and of the provider who is facilitating the account. The most basic difference is that just like with self-directed IRAs, not all self-directed 401ks are created equally. You can easily set up a solo 401k at most of the major stock brokerage houses, and they'll likely be called a self-directed account. But the limits of your ability to self-direct will be the products offered by that stock brokerage, namely stocks, mutual funds, and bonds. Alternative assets will be nowhere to be seen, and probably even explicitly excluded in the plan documents. Now, another big difference from one plan to the next, even among the so-called self-directed IRA companies, is whether the plan requires there to be a third-party custodian. Now, if you qualify to have a self-directed 401k, the law requires that there be a custodian to handle the account, but it is not necessary for that custodian to be a third party. And in fact, serving as your own custodian, your own trustee, is what gives you the greatest flexibility and the lowest cost because you can be sure that if somebody else is serving as your custodian, your trustee, there will be costs involved and there will be another layer of bureaucracy for you to deal with. 
And with this custodial issue comes another distinction from one solo 401k to the next, which is whether your plan stipulates that it is an individual directed or a trustee directed plan. Now, you might think that what you want your account to be is an individually directed plan, but surprise, that's not what gives you greatest flexibility. Instead, you want it to be a trustee directed plan and you want to be the trustee. Now, all of these distinctions are generally a function of and decided by something called an adoption agreement, which is a long document that has a whole lot of check the box types of options. And the vast majority of those boxes should be checked the same way by absolutely everybody. But it's the few issues like we've discussed here that make a big difference. And that's why the last distinction is, I think, the most important. The final distinction from uh, from one solo 401k to the next is the expertise of the provider themselves and their ability to assist and answer questions. Solo 401ks are kind of a weird thing. I've seen many examples of people who sell these plans, but they, they're not attorneys, they're not accountants, they're not anything else. Uh, look, I'm, I'm not necessarily knocking that. I'm not an attorney or an accountant either. And God knows my level of knowledge on these topics is vastly superior to most licensed professionals, even those who claim expertise in the area. Having said that, be really careful about who you choose to, to set up your self-directed 401k. I tend towards thinking that the best options are not the self-directed IRA custodians, who also happen to offer 401ks, but the small handful of lawyers who actually know something about these plans. You'll likely pay a little bit more to have them set up your self-directed 401k, but it will be done right and will be exactly what you need. And a quick warning about fees. Look, some solo 401k providers charge a one-time fee and then never charge again. I wonder how they can do that. Look, I don't want to pay annual fees any more than the next guy, but here's the thing. The regulations for these plans change frequently, nearly every year, and that frequently requires the plan trustee, which would be you, to update your documents. Failure to update your documents means that you've invalidated your plan, and that's a high price to pay. So if nothing else, confirm with your solo 401k provider how your plan documents will be updated when required because it's required frequently. I, of course, continue to, to recommend The Great One, Attorney Tim Barry and Phoenix, as the right place to go for solo 401ks. Uh, Tim isn't paying for a commercial for this. He's not compensating me for, the, for this endorsement. I just happen to think he's the best in the business. His contact info is on today's show notes page at sditalk.com slash 247. So there you have it, my friends. Some important distinctions to watch out for if you're considering the use of a solo 401k. And that's all for now. But tomorrow's show will be a great one, my friends, as we delve into the ugly waters of politics again and a huge opportunity that's developing before our very eyes with the potential privatization of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac by the Trump administration. This isn't about liberals or conservatives or Republicans or Democrats. It's about making you money. So be sure to tune in to the next episode right away. The link to which is on today's show notes page at sditalk.com slash 247. My friends, invest wisely today and live well forever. Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society. 